Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Friends of the Earth Show Dirt Radio on 3CR. I'm your host, Phil Evans, coming at you live from unceded land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and acknowledge the ongoing role that First Nations people play in environmental and social justice issues. Of course, this is Friends of the Earth show on 3CR Dead Radio, and I'm always excited to be here to talk and dig a little bit deep into what's going on around at Friends of the Earth and also in the wider grassroots community. Today, we're going to look at Earthworker Cooperative and have a chat with Catherine Cunningham, who is a part of the Earthworker Cooperative and running an education program that helps you set up your own cooperative. Of course, Earthworker Cooperative, a member group of Friends of the Earth Australia, brings people together from diverse backgrounds in practical action to solve the social and environmental problems faced by communities and the planet. They provide common ground where trade unionists, environmentalists, small business people and others can work together in common cause. And they also have a network of thriving cooperatives working in all sorts of different industries. So after this uh, short little break, we'll catch up with Catherine Cunningham from Earthworker and have a chat about engaging the resistance with cooperatives, what that means and how you can start your own. We'll be back on Dirt Radio in just a moment. Hello, this is Virginia from the 3CR Garden Show. We are back live to the airwaves every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.15. There are some changes. Sadly, Pam has retired at the Garden Show and will be sorely missed. But Stephen and I are excited to be hosting the show and we have many old favourites and some new voices. So tune in for the usual fabulous gardening advice. 855 on the AM dial, 3CR digital or 3cr.org.au. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.15. COVID permitting. Look forward to your company. Cheers. Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains. And the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and the Nauru people and that sovereignty was never ceded. 
a 3CR supporter. Yes, and we love the work of Gecko and congratulate all the amazing forest defenders who uh, were out there at the Erinundra blockade and um, all sorts of associated actions who had um, the big win uh, last week, I think it was, um, when Vic Forest said they would uh, leave that coop alone. But there are plenty of other places under threat. So please check out gecko.org.au um, and get involved in the protection of forests. You are on Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR with your host, Phil Evans. And today, as I said just before, if you missed us in the intro, we're going to talk to Catherine Cunningham from Earthworker about engaging the resistance with cooperatives, what that means and how you can start your own. So joining me on the phone right now is Catherine. Catherine, how are you today? I'm really well, Phil. Thank you so much for inviting me to this conversation. Uh, we're a pleasure to have you on. Um, Friends of the Earth, um, always uh, big fans of the work of um, Earthworker and such amazing work in that climate justice space to bring together, um, as we're saying, trade unionists, environmentalists, all sorts of people to work in this space. Um People are listening at home. I want to start at the beginning because sometimes I think we take for granted that people know what a cooperative is. But what exactly is a cooperative? Okay, so a cooperative, a worker-owned cooperative, um, it's quite different than, a, say, a um, consumer cooperative or um, other types of cooperatives. So there's lots of different ways of people doing something together legally. Um, a worker-owned cooperative, though, is... Essentially, it's the way of doing business as a collective rather than doing business in the corporate model of doing business, which is often um, ownership above um, and or ownership from, say, if you've got a, a listed co- corporation. But the when you're doing a worker-owned cooperative, your ownership is... This is really essentially the core difference of the two. It's the same... You, you're building a legal vessel, so the corporate... Um, the Corporate Corporation Act um, governs how corporates do business in Australia and the Cooperative Act governs how cooperatives do business in Australia. And so the worker-owned cooperative is just another vessel for doing business in. But what it means is that one member, one vote, you all own it together. And if you've chosen to be a distributing cooperative, it means that your profit or your surplus, mm. which is what it's called in cooperatives, you choose what happens to that rather than you know, in, in a corporation, their profit, the board and the, and the owners choose what happens to that rather than... And essentially, the people who work in the cooperative own the work that they do. So that's seizing the means of production, owning the work that you do, basically, is what a worker cooperative is and what it's for. It really resonates with me. Um uh, people probably know Friends of the Earth is a very um, anti-hierarchical organisation. We have no bosses. We do things differently. So this is kind of really putting towards uh, together or putting forward a alternative economic model that is, you know, inherently anti-hierarchical and um, flips the, the the ownership back to workers. It does, and I think it also in our era of you know corporations doing corporations have, have pretty much been the damage. Yeah, that's been done across the planet. It's been done by people inside the vessel that's the corporation. Mm. And to me, the structure of a corporation creates such a distance between the people making the decisions and the work being done. Mm. And I think when you keep the work being done and the ownership in the same place, then it's harder to dodge the reality of the effect of your work. So if the effect of your work is to pollute, 
you're on the ground in it. You know it. You mm. can't dodge that. Yeah? But if you're far, far away in some, you know, you can make those decisions, sign those papers, and you're not in an actual relationship with any of it. So I think, it, I think as a straight-up environmental moment, I think we take so much more responsibility for our actions in a worker cooperative because you know exactly what you're doing. You, there's no dodging it. And I think for the next era, the more co-ops that we can live and breathe and be in, the more relationship we will, we will have in how to build the way out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I was promoting the show, I was thinking, you know, like, I mean, this is a, a system that is anti-corporate. Um, it's challenging the, the capitalist paradigm, but it's inherently anti-patriarchal as well. I mean, really, yeah. the, there's, there's so much so much going on in that space at the moment, but like, it, you know, like removing these uh, positions of CEOs and things, which are, you know, we know are mostly held by men and, and exercised mm-hmm. in a very patriarchal way. Like, it's an act of resistance, isn't it? It is. Well, I think the power over, full stop. Anytime anyone has power over your life, mm. you need to... I Personally, I've been questioning that from day dot. I remember my very first job going, hell no. <laughs> I'm <obviously laughs> Me too. Not I'm not suited for employment because someone, you know, just, you know, the man... I mean, I do. I did. I worked hospitality. So, but I mean, I remember the first time I was in hospitality and I, I was a manager and I had to stand there at where the girls were scraping plates to stop the owner sexually harassing the working, their staff, all staff, right? Mm. I mean, and this is the shit you have to do when your job's on the line. This is the job, like, when, yeah. So to me, when we turn up for jobs that are external to us, that so we don't own, we can't control, we we're, we pretty much walk through that threshold and we, we, we're there totally at their, at their mercy. They will tell us what to do, when to do, when to go to the bathroom. Like, there's so many things. Like, my daughter's actually working in Glasgow, and they're about to put those cameras on the guys working at home. She's working for the company oh that just God. got busted. They just got busted by, um, and they're most disappointed that it got out to the media. But um, they're going to put working for people from home cameras on them to, to so they know whether or not the mouse has been moved or if they're still at their post or if there's anyone else in the room or... It's like this. We when you work to to to, to live, yeah, to pay rent. Mm. We, you have there to me. There are options of how you do that, yeah. And and if you can create an opportunity or find the opportunity to work with other in a way that you're still doing the work you love to do. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully mm. everyone's doing the work they love to do. And I get it. We've got to pay rent, so often we are doing work we don't want to do. But um, I think the more and more humans working on the planet who are doing work they want to do, considering they're doing it with a third of their life, the better the planet will be. And the more we do it in ways that are, you know, conducive to being human, to staying human. Like, I mean, the cooperative, worker cooperative means that we've got a shot at, at doing the work in a really conscious way and being present to each other as people in it and keeping it really humanised. So... We, we own the management structure. We own how the process of management works, mm. yeah? Mm. And you, you do need to manage. You've got to manage time. You've got to manage people. You've got to manage resources. But that management can be kind. That management can be present. It can be, it can be responsive. It can be human, <laughs> yeah? It doesn't have to hide behind the, the nature of the professional and say, well, if I'm going to be the professional, I get to do all these things. No. <laughs> Everyone can see you in a worker co-op. You can't hide. Yeah. And so the psychopaths <laughs> don't get rewarded. They don't get to... It's 
not the model for the psychopath. So the huge hierarchical structure of the mm. corporation that encourages the psychopath. Like it is a breeding ground for them. Like it, whereas the worker co-op all flat or distributed leadership, you've all got to do this together to get the work done so you can get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's interesting in, in wider conversations in the environment movement or um, in the political sphere, people often see um, labour or um, workers as mutually exclusive to environmental outcomes. But, I mean, I mean, I feel like Earthworker is a great example of um, how that manifests outside um into reality, into like a real lived model of how to move forward beyond that. But it's really like grounded in the history of where Earthworker came from. Um, they're not mutually exclusive, are they? No, not at all. And in that whole trope of, you know, jobs versus environment, like you can't have jobs on a dead planet. You can't, I mean, the whole nature of, we can work with the Earth. We don't have to work, you know, in, in the Earth's detriment. That's always been the option. Yeah, all the way through. Mm. But it's it's when money is in charge rather than the work. Yeah, and I think that's the key difference. Yeah, we get when when the worker cooperative functions, they function from the work out. They don't function from the money down. Mm. Yeah, and to me, that it, when money's in charge and money's the one making all the decisions, you make some really poor decisions. You cut corners and you make all sorts of things. But if the people are in charge and the workers in charge. And then you, you've got a really different, you're functioning from a different environment. You're functioning, functioning from a different place. And to me, mm. the way that we've handed over the nature of work and said we would just have to do what we're told, I mean, I, I, I personally, I describe it as like we've been, we've been doing what we've been told, sitting on the mat since, <laughs> since mm. kindergarten, right? It's when we start questioning that and we start questioning how work does have to, why does work have to affect the environment just in a, in, in a negative way? Why can't work really work with? Like, um, I mean, I just got the, there's so many ways that, that people can do the work that supports the earth and, and, and does really powerful and beautiful things with the earth. Not, not, it doesn't have to be so damaging. No, and in, in, in your, I was watching um, the video um, recently, which people can check out um, on the Friends of the Earth Australia website, which is um, you speaking at the um, New Envi- uh, New Economy Network Nina, of Australia. Yeah. Nina. Yep. I yeah. was thinking, oh, I know it as Nina, and now I have to think what the acronym is. I hate when that happens. Yeah. It's, an, it's an activist <laughs> trap, I tell you. Too many acronyms. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> anyway, I was watching the video of you um, uh, titled um, Engaging the Resistance, and you mentioned that you meant it in a kind of double entendre um, mm-hmm. in, in, in two ways of meaning engaging the resistance. Do you want to talk us through that a little bit? Okay. So... Oh, is this t- it'd probably be too clever for my own good? But um, <laughs> you know, well, I got it. <laughs> good, because um, well, engaging the resistance. We those of who of us who resist, who are resisting this this dominant paradigm of power over those of us who resist. I don't understand why we aren't working with cooperatives. Yeah, because mm. cooperatives are such an act of resistance. And yet, I understand the resistance in our culture to cooperatives, right? Because the resistance to that culture is actually we're not we're not well supported in our acts of, of working with each other. We've been well trained away from each other, and it's like women have been trained against each other. You've got men and women aren't you know? There's all that stuff that lives underneath any any mm. interaction between men and women. Um, there's there's all sorts of you know manufactured separateness. 
that's created throughout our culture. And, and ownership is a big one. Yeah? What I own is what I own. So we don't know how to share ownership very easily. Mm. I, think, um, I think that's definitely one of the resistance to the work on cooperative. It's like, how do I share something and how do we build together? So we can build a team together when we're playing a game that's got strong rules that we all know and we all know the team and the game, right? Mm. And we can do that teamwork, which is great. Um, and maybe we can build a community and a community garden and maybe we can build in festivals because there's a singular moment in that. But to build together something that we own over time, over a long period of time, hopefully, you know, legacy stuff we can hand it to our kids, um, it's, I think it's a really big learning and a really big choice to make. And mm. I think that's a real resistance in our community to even consider it that it's possible. And And I think that's... For me, that's what I what I was looking to do in this education was to build a, a mindset that you could see yourself in it. Like, where do we see reflected in our, any of our art, any of our storytelling about who we are? Mm. Where do we see people in co-ops reflected? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not it, there. Yeah, it's very true. And um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Catherine Cunningham from the Earthworker Cooperative, and you're on 3CR with Phil Evans Dirt Radio, um, just talking about uh, engaging the resistance with uh, cooperatives and uh, had a little chat about what the co-ops are all about. But you did mention there um, an education program, and I do want to pivot to that (laughs) Um, because I think it's really exciting that you know, like the wonderful thing about co-ops is that um, everyone is an owner, everyone does have that sense of control, and everyone can be a founder as well. And that's a part of the education work that uh, Earthworker has kind of embarked on. Yeah. So what I did with my lockdown <laughs> was I went for a grant with Ned um, as part of the um, Borderlands crew, and we were granted some development funds and myself and, and Ellie Coff, Eleanor Coffey, who was one of the founders of Red Gump, which is mm. an Earthworker cooperative, the two of us sat down and gave ourselves a vision to go, okay, so what do people really need to start a co-op? What, are they, what would she really wanted before she started? <laughs> and, and what do people really need um, to get a cooperative up and off the ground? And I really wanted to kind of create a, a body of work that at the end of it, people could go, yep, I can do that. I know how to do that now. I know where to find the resources. Of if I mean, you're not... Yeah. There's so much support in the business context, but the learning... And, and there's actually is quite a lot of support around building cooperatives, but you have to know where to look. Mm. Um, so what we've done in... in what we've, called, we've called it Starting a Worker Co-op. It's a 10-week course. Um, we ran our pilot last year with the Jesuit Community College and we had 12 great people who, um, who came through the program and, and we still had seven, I think, at the end, which is apparently unheard of. <laughs> That's a pretty good retention rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think our last session actually had nine people in. So we, 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 people really stayed with the process and um, it was very, very dense. Lots of richness in the work and I, um, I put the body of work together as a whole document Afterwards, mm-hmm. like all the slides and all the worksheets, and it's 180 pages. Ooh. I'm like, oof, okay, that's a bit much getting in. But um, it's actually a really strong body of work, and so we, that was our pilot. We've, we've probably um, we shifted a bit of it around, and I'm actually going to be delivering on my own. Red Gum's kind of taking off again, and so Ellie's going to step back into Red Gum full time. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I'll be delivering by myself, but um, it's a it's going to be a really it's a, I think it'll it's an amazing body of work, and it really helps people see themselves in it. So we start with the core values and what um, like there's yeah it's a it's a really rich ten week course, and we Earthwork is going to deliver direct uh, one session on Tuesday night, um, starting I think on the twenty seventh of April. Decided. Um, and then, sorry? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it just sounds like such a wonderful opportunity to get involved in a 10-week course, evening course, where you can get those kind of connections with supportive community of other people who want to collaborate um, and really get those skills on how to start your own cooperative and I mean if you're enjoying the conversation that Catherine and I are having I mean you can listen to a podcast and hear it all again at 3cr.org.au gratuitous plug Um, but also um, how would someone if they're interested in getting involved in this 10-week course that starts on the 27th of April how would they uh, get involved in that? So they can email me on earthworker education or one word Mm -hmm. or lowercase at gmail.com. I've got a email account set up there for that. And, yeah, we're starting on the 27th. It's a, a nighttime delivery, 7 to 10 or 7 to 9.30. There is um, Jesuits Community College is also running a delivery on Wednesday morning at um, 9.30 to 12. So you, but you'll need to go to the Jesuit Community College to get, hand, to get that. So that's... Um, jss.org.au Community College. Yeah, and all of those links, um, don't worry if you couldn't find a pen because it is 2021. Um, no, I will put those in the show notes. <laughs> right. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, so if you want to listen back to this conversation that Catherine Cunningham uh, from Earthworker Cooperative and myself have had today on Dirt Radio, do go and check out the podcast. And in those show notes, I'll have the information for that 10-week course to learn about how to start your own cooperative. And um, I know um, Catherine pretty well, and she is very entertaining. So I'm sure that you'll have a lovely time through the experience as you get to know everyone else in the um, in the cooperative community, really, because yeah, it is about community, isn't it? It is. And we built a little... Um the tribe um, space. So we've built a tribe space for our students. Mm-hmm. So people who've done the course like last year and um, they'll still, they still have access to that and, and we hope to be building that kind of, you know, more and more people as the year unfolds and I get to deliver this more and more often. There'll be more and more people in a collective space that, you know, want to build a cop. And so maybe you arrive to the work not necessarily knowing anyone else. Um, that would be interested in building a co-op. Mm. But maybe, you know, by six months' time, there's, you know, a good 40, 60 people in this community. And we've, um, Earthwork at the moment is looking towards building um, a bit of a hub, uh, a cooperative mm. incubator, um, and having an um, opportunity to do pitch night. So people looking for people or people with ideas, um, people maybe looking for funding. I want to start building, because we've got, a very recent thing called CCUs, which is capital, Cooperative Capital Unit, mm. which is an opportunity for people to invest, which is, is probably one of the, the cons against co-ops, harder to to have external investment because there's no external ownership. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So what we've built in CCUs, and this is definitely part of the course, is, is training, is learning how, how to raise funds when, you're, when you don't have equity to sell. 
yeah? Mm. So which is the normal way of startup is you sell equity. Um, but when you don't, you've got... But you've got people... Often the, the cooperative movement is a very social, high social impact environment. The people invest for different reasons, not just high ROIs. And although, and although you still can get a strong ROI, but... Um, return on sorry. income, I believe, is, is an Return argument. on investment. Investment. Yeah, <laughs> Investment's yeah, such a dirty word to me. So. I know. But, I mean, but investing in good things... It is a good thing. Yeah. Things, investing in things that are going to make a real difference for a lot of humans, right? Which yeah. is the point. Is, um, you know, people... Who do have excess money, who do want to do good things with their money, um, the social impact sphere is actually becoming stronger and stronger all the time. And and I think um, creating pitching environments where where co-ops come and you know get themselves in front of a bunch of angel investors or a bunch of investors who who want to play the cooperative hand, who want to support this sector. Um, so this, to me, that's one of those workers' new roles is, is to build this better better and, and work with some. Um, Finding these kinds of investors and working on, you know, building this cooperative sector in in Australia, in the UK and in the US, mm. the, the cooperative sector is much stronger than it is in Australia, um, and we've we've had to rebound because there was actually there was a bit of a, a practice of demutualising co-ops by corporations, yeah, that was taking place, and we are trying to kind of back in you know 100 years ago there was heaps of cooperatives throughout Australia. Masses of people knew how to be in them and work in them. But um, it then, you know, they one by one were picked off and shut down and sold away. And and this course will definitely, hopefully, help bring more of a thriving cooperative community back together. But unfortunately, we are running out of time, Catherine. Oh, sorry, Doug. Yeah. Um, but um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and, um, yeah, and it really exciting work that you're doing um, with Earthworker to help start cooperatives and that 10-week course that uh, we'll put all those details in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining us on Dirt Radio today. Thank you very much for having me, Phil. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was Catherine Cunningham from Earthworker Cooperative talking about a 10-week course that Earthworker are running to start your own worker-owned cooperative and take back the power from the corporate patriarchal bastards that um, have uh, seized it. And uh, it's time to take it back, I say. So... um, it is almost time to end the show. Um, Dirt Radio on 3CR. I've been Phil Evans. Happy to join you again for another Tuesday morning. Or if you're listening to it on a podcast at 3cr.org.au, don't forget while you're there downloading the podcast to become a subscriber and make sure that you uh, select Dirt Radio as your favourite show there. Or perhaps you can stick around on 3CR Live and listen to Gav who's going to do Billabong Beats next, which is always a great trip through all things First Nations and also amazing music and beautiful uh, background sounds as well. Sometimes it feels like you're at a bit of a Billabong. So um, stick around on 3CR um, and I shall catch you in one week's time. Let's go out with a little bit of Clash and make sure you know your rights, especially if you're out on the streets. Stay radical and keep it on 3CR.